Charles Benson is TMJ4's anchor and chief political reporter. He is the most astute political observer we have in the journalist stable here in the state of Milwaukee. We're not a state. That would be the city of Milwaukee (laughs) and the state of Wisconsin. Charles, thank you so much for making some time for us. I just always hope I can live up to that uh, introduction. Well, I was going to add enthusiastic because Ooh, I good. love how you light up that's good. when you talk about <laughs> politics and your depth of knowledge. Well, thanks, Sandy. Appreciate that. Hey, let's start with the maps because I haven't had the chance to talk to you since the governor signed the maps. I think last week when we talked, it was awaiting his signature, Charles. Now, the maps are in place, and one of the questions I wanted to ask you was your observations when it comes to incumbents being pitted against incumbents, and this happens when maps are redrawn, but there's quite a few of these in the state of Wisconsin. It's really remarkable. You know, when you add up all the seats in the Assembly and the Senate, you have 132 lawmakers. 40 of them, so nearly one-third, will be facing potentially another person who currently is a state lawmaker. And that will really impact more on the Republican side than the Democratic side. So imagine you're in a particular district, and now, as you're a Republican trying to seek re-election, you may have to face a current Republican who is in a different seat but has now moved into that district. It's kind of confusing when you think about it, but because all the maps were redrawn, some of the senators and some of the representatives have now been moved into a district where they will have to compete with someone who currently is in the legislature. Now, All of these folks are trying to figure that out. Up in the Green Bay area, you have a longtime state senator in Robert Coles, who not only will have to move to go and represent the district that he wants to be in, uh, but he may have to face two other current senators uh, that will may run for that same seat. Senator Dewey Strobel, who represents the Cedarburg area, now finds himself potentially uh, competing against a guy named, uh, a state senator named Dan Canodal, who now find themselves in the same district. So this is going to be part of the new process. And some are saying, hey, did the governor intentionally do this, try to redraw maps that would pit Republicans against Republicans? And they're saying, no, this is part of the process of how they redrew the lines. And this is what the new makeup is going Going to be, which is why the new makeup of the legislature is going to look different because there are so many incumbents that will have to face re-election. And the flip side of that, Charles, is there's going to be a lot of new blood because there's going to be districts where there is not an incumbent running. Yeah, so this is why it's it's really going to be fascinating. Now, half of the U.S. or half of the state Senate seats won't be up in November. They split those every two years. But yeah, it's going to be a big shakeup, a big change, a big change for voters. Because if you've been used to having a particular uh, lawmaker serve your district for several years, everything's going to look different when you go to vote either in the primary or in the general election next November or this November. And that's why this whole process is going to be unfolding, John and Sandy, uh, while we're also dealing with a U.S. Senate race and a presidential race. I'm fascinated by Bob Donovan's comments on this show a couple of days ago where he said, I was just about to imitate Donovan because everybody does a Donovan invitation, but I won't do that. He told us that he's considering moving because he takes the job so seriously and wants to hold on to it that now he's been put into a district that leans more democratic he may actually move charles so that he can remain a member of the senate he thinks he has a better shot if he physically moves his address is that the kind of thing we're going to see 
I think in some cases you will, because if, uh, you know, we've seen it at the congressional level sometimes, people moving into districts where they feel like they would have a better advantage uh, in that district. So I I don't find it all that surprising, because um, if it was a district that you currently represent, but now you're outside of that district based on the new map, and you have to move into that district, it doesn't surprise me uh, that someone would do that. There's going to be an interesting election coming up with Tammy Baldwin now facing Eric Hovde, who in that recent Marquette poll, people don't even know who he is. No, he is at 82% right now. People don't really know who he is. And 12 years ago, he really surprised a lot of Republicans. Uh, He was running in a competitive primary and came in second and came in second to a four-time former governor, four-time elected former governor, Tommy Thompson. So he made a race out of it and kind of surprised people how much of a race he made, how strong, how competitive he was. This time around, if he's going to surprise anybody, he's going to need a lot more money and a lot more political muscle. He's up against a well-known political prize fighter in Tammy Baldwin. She has really surpassed uh, expectations in, in, in what we have seen in these close statewide elections by winning uh, the first time around in 2012 by five points, and then in uh, 2018, winning by 11 points. So she's been a champion on uh, these big races. And it's going to be interesting to me to see how Hovde navigates this. Does he find an issue? Does he find uh, the ability to sort of break through someone who has been able to convince Wisconsin voters not once but twice statewide that uh, she should be represented? Presenting them in the U.S. Senate. And Charles, politics being politics, is this possibly more of a strategic move on his part to be seen during this season of the Republican National Convention, knowing maybe it's an uphill battle with so many people not even knowing who he is, but maybe laying the foundation for a future campaign? Oh, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, because, you know, Hovde's, uh when he jumped in in 2012, he was a political newcomer. And because he uh, had some success there, at least, you know, making a name for himself and coming some clo- so close to uh, winning that primary. Uh, but he then... From 2012, never got back into it. There were opportunities to jump in on U.S. Senate race. I, you know, I think this is where, if he's going to try to win an office, this is where he feels that door is open. But he, he is going to have to, uh, and that this is where that money is going to come in. Uh, he's going to have to get that name recognition uh, and and build on that. And I think you know, once uh, he starts to get out there, uh, that the Republican base, if there is no big primary for him. And right now it's not looking like he'll face a high profile primary, uh, waiting to see if that's the finale on that. But he'll have to get out there and start getting up on TV, getting out there, making those campaign speeches and start getting some name recognition. TMJ4 chief political reporter. You can check out his work over there on Channel 4. I do on a regular basis. Charles, it's always good when you make some time for us. Thank you so much. Thank you.